0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary
1: plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.
4: the following is a presentation of the force center podcast feed
2: As Obi Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Data Bank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our feelings about those characters, and then make those characters fight for our cruel amusement and yours. Ah, I don't want to say your amusement is cruel. Your amusement is great. It's me who's cruel. Uh, my name is Joseph Cruel Scrimshaw. <laughs> I am your host. With me, as always, is Ken Knapsack. You are one of the least cruel human beings <laughs> I know.
3: Uh, yeah. So, well, you know, I, I'm not there without without your coffee. Um, <laughs> but
2: uh, I'm happy to celebrate. I'm happy to celebrate, too. We're going to have some fun, non-cruel amusement. See, I just can't I just can't stop lying <laughs> on this episode. True. Some cruel things might happen to the characters. That's the nature of databank brawl. We also want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www www.audibletrial.com slash 4 Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. We are going to recommend Rebel Rising because I like that book and more people should listen to it. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash 4 Again, that's audibletrial.com slash 4Center for your free audiobook. Absolutely. Alright. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so these uh, combatants, I will admit... Uh, are ones I think fans have wanted to hear for a long time, at least one of them. And I have held off because I kept meaning to read a short story that features one of these characters, but I just there's only so much time. (laughs) I read so much. (laughs) I play so much. I listen to so much uh, that I haven't got to this one, and uh, we're going to do it anyway. Wikipedia will help us out with any additional important details from that short story. So our first combatant is... Sedan Athano. Ooh, yeah. Here's what the databank has to say. Variously known as the Crimson Corsair, the Blood Buccaneer, and the Red Raider, Sedan Athano is the captain of the pirate ship Mison Martinet. A Delphidian, Athano keeps his face concealed behind a red caliche helmet. The Crimson Corsair rarely speaks, leaving the talking to his first mate, qui But his exploits speak for themselves. Spacer's Whisper of His Deeds in the Lost Clusters, at Ardtharp 7, and in Ponomi's Sea of Sand, to name just a few adventures. (laughs) (laughs) Again, a nice, detailed databank entry Mm -hmm. for Sedan Athano. What does Wikipedia have to say?
3: Uh, It has, it does have some stats. How how do you say his species name? Delphidian? Delphidian is what I thought. Yeah, I, I like that. Sounds like an old surf rock band, too. <laughs> Delphidians. <as well>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gender male height 1.83 meters, mass 80 kilograms. Affiliations. Sedona crew. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, there is a lot there, and this probably has to do with that short story you were yeah. talking about and some other material, so we won't go into a ton of it there. A lot of adventures. Uh, he's been around, uh, looks like even a comic. I was like going down to the appearances. Yeah.
2: Uh, junior
3: novel, uh, graphic novel adaptation, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh, wow. It's been a while since i played that game. I'm trying to remember if that... Uh, oh, Star Wars Adventures Ashcan uh, is... Uh, issue i think an issue uh i want to double yeah from the comic that's what i was looking at there's some cool art in there uh that's the idw series so he's got a lot uh what is uh, is the short story you're recalling is it the crimson corsair and the lost treasure of count, count Dooku? Dooku?
2: yeah they're they were originally available just digitally i think you can buy them in a book there's a bunch mm. of uh short stories from the force awakens there's also uh one from uh bazine natel
1: Mm. Uh,
2: yeah, so uh, I, I want to grab those. Uh, I know that uh, fans have said that some of them are great and some of them are not so great, but I still want to read them sometime because uh, I love Sidon Athano just visually. Oh, gosh. Uh, so that's, yeah, uh, visually, that's where my mind
3: goes. Yeah. I'm so glad we get I I love this character. Yeah,
2: oh, man, I'm pulling up this picture now. Mm. So amazing. Uh, he's got, like, the the cliche mask, which is important because... Yeah. General Grievous's species, mm-hmm. and his mask does share a little bit of uh, energy with uh, General Grievous. He's got kind of similar eyes. Uh, man, he's all about that red, but mm-hmm. the mask has these uh, pretty much featureless, except for the little like mm-hmm. nostril mouth holes, almost like a little hockey mask vibe. Correct, yeah. And then those big wings. And then he's rocking what looks like uh, his grandmother knit him a cape. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> right?
3: say, it is a, you wouldn't expect it to be uh, have this many colors and patterns.
2: Yeah, and uh, like all of his like awesome, you know, red mm-hmm. outerwear, it, it looks like it was hand knit.
3: Yeah, it's slightly medieval,
2: uh, you know. Like he yeah. could be
3: fighting in the Lannister army, in Game of Thrones. Or Absolutely chasing after a ring of power. Uh, he's got some <laughs> gauntlet glove kind of situation going on. Some, um, uh, you know, I'm so bad with medieval armor terms, but like a a, a doublet is that a term or doublet? I don't know. How to say. Sure, yeah. Just just he's a musketeer. A, Put just, it that way. He oh, there you go. He's a medieval musketeer.
2: Yeah. He's got the cool belt, and it looks like in this one particular image that his the handle of his blaster has mm-hmm. is like some kind of uh, space version of ivory. Yeah, like a bone handled blaster. Like a bone handle, like and if he's carved on it, he has a scrimshaw blaster. Oh, is that the actual meaning uh-huh. of scrimshaw? It's not just carving. No, carve it on ivory. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um i didn't know that yeah um i just get giddy when i see your name on a beer bottle Uh, (laughs) you you probably it's
2: a superpower you
3: have 29 texts from me over the course of our
2: friendship (laughs) i saw a beer with your name on it and i appreciate every time (laughs) uh, anybody sends me those it's so great i love walking to the bar going i'll have a me yes Uh, all right but yeah super super just cool looking Cool.
3: We talk about the value of cool in Star Wars. Believe me, it's part of it. It's part of why we're here. It's part of why we collected the figures and want to dress up as the characters. Uh, A lot of coolness in Star Wars. And I think this is one of the underrated cools.
2: Absolutely. And he gets just the right amount of attention in the movie to pop because he's not Mm -hmm. just in the background. Finn is going to sign up with him. Yeah. So he's there kind of. Just lurking, ready to go. His ship, mm-hmm. like out of the gate in Force Awakens, you know, tie and stuff, has a name. And mm. is, is this databank shows clearly people who designed him, mm. uh, whoever is writing about him in the visual dictionary, really have this idea of him as not a bounty hunter right. but an adventurer, like a pirate. Like, yeah, a, like maybe maybe good, maybe bad adventuring pirate character which
3: all these these nicknames uh would uh, yeah. uh, speak to that crimson yeah. corsair the, the blood buccaneer, <laughs> the red raider i mean that sounds like a canadian football team all yeah. three of them the crimson corsairs of ottawa the blood buccaneers <laughs> from uh saskatchewan and the saskatchewan red raiders I think yeah the rough riders i can't remember my canadian football league teams but yes um yeah i always that always stood out to me that it wasn't a bounty hunter yeah uh, something different. And, yeah, uh, F- uh, Finn, uh, you know, he's there. He's packing up. He's ready to <laughs> he's go. He's ready to join them on the adventures. The s- uh, the, 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 uh, the uh, TV series we'll never get. Finn <laughs> well, and Sedanathano
2: and Quaggold. But we might get a Sedanathano Disney Plus series. Come on.
3: I'm all for that.
2: Let's make it happen. We mm. want to see some pirates in space. All right. Any other thoughts about Sedanathano?
3: No, just uh, yeah, one of my favorite characters to come out of uh, of The Force Awakens.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I gave a lot of thought to who could possibly fight Sedan who could stand up to this, who exists at the same point in canon time, and perhaps sadly, perhaps tragically, I decided his partner, Qui-Gold.
3: <laughs> oh, wow!
2: <laughs> I just
3: mentioned him, and you're,
2: you're throwing him into the right. ring. He's in the ring. Here's what the databank has to say. The Gabordin, first mate of the Misan Martinet, uh, Quigold, is loquacious, where his captain, Sedanathano, is typically silent. Quigold is notable for his peg leg, made from a fuel funnel, and his ever-present prayer beads, made from hyperdrive plotter pins. Quiggold did the talking when Finn met with him and Athano at Maz's castle, seeking a place in the Martinet's crew. Who man, it's That's been a, a while there. since we've had that rich of a data bank entry. It's really rich. There's a lot going on there.
3: Mm hmm. Um, um, sorry, looking, them up, You're
2: looking up, just, up on uh,
3: I, 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 the I have I him here. I'm just looking at some of the uh, uh, figures he was available in a two pack. Uh, I know, uh, I know. He uh, was uh, named First Mate Quiggold.
2: Oh, man. I'm Pick that one up.
3: Yeah. So, all right. So, so there's no uh, interesting enough. No stats on height and weight. Uh, Gabdorin. Is that how you say it? How'd you say uh, yeah, it? Gabdorin? Gabdorin. I mean, okay. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, male. Uh, cybernetics peg leg. So they're definitely pirates. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely pirates. You can't be a pirate uh, without a peg leg, I guess. So um, love. Uh, I love their. I uh, love his simple brown hood. He's a. How would you describe <laughs> his face? Is turtle like?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, like a turtle, uh, if a mm-hmm. turtle's head inflated to a massive size.
3: With a little bit of Vogon from uh, checkers Hitch- yeah. Guide to the Galaxy, yeah. the, the 2005 movie version specifically.
2: Yeah, the eyes are kind of tucked deep back in, in the head there. Yeah, and lower than
3: the nose in a way. Yeah, um, big yeah. wide mouth. Big wide mouth. And yeah, I love this simple brown hood fashion, you
2: know, he's just a man about the galaxy, he's not worried about fashion, he's got a peg leg, he's here for treasure. <laughs> that that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at a picture of him. I don't know what it's from, uh, where he's standing on. it. You can see his peg leg, and he's got his hands out like he, he, it's kind of a sitcom. Like, what's the deal with Quagmold? <laughs> got his hands out like a yes. kind of Jerry Seinfeld shrug. Uh, yeah, he he. he there, are, I feel like there are a lot of aliens, uh, particularly in the the new Disney movies. Mm-hmm. that fall in this general sort of like kind of large, kind mm-hmm. of brownish. Uh, yeah. But I feel like he really pops. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it might be the combination of those of his mouth that's kind of a little downturned, like yeah, he's like yep, that's the way it is. Uh, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and his little kind of his little hoodie shawl mm-hmm. matched with such a flashy, flashy partner as Thano. Yeah, and he's just keeping it calm and real. Quagol is calm
3: and real indeed. I love that he's the one talking to Finn. He's a man of action, not a man of words. Talk to Quaggold. Talk to the first
2: mate. Quaggold is loquacious, which means he likes to talk. He's doing a lot of talking, which we'll have to keep in mind. uh, Is there any other details in Wikipedia about uh, his uh, ever-present prayer beads? There is not. Really? Not. That's just like these early Force Awakens days where people write in the visual dictionaries, Mm -hmm. the database entries were excited to throw in all these weird fun details.
3: Yeah, and I'm just uh, yeah, I love yeah, they were they were really geared up for Force Awakens, you know, they had fun with all that. Um looking at some of the behind the scenes stuff, uh he was portrayed by a real life amputee named Scott Richardson. Awesome. And voiced by a key animatronic designer uh Chris Clark. Uh and additional co- cover provided by Patrick Comerford. I want to give everyone credit. So that's kind of cool. Um there uh, and then Richardson expressed, I don't know where he did, Richardson expressed interest in returning for Last Jedi,
2: but uh, <laughs> neither
3: he nor the character returned in that film. So maybe qui will be back.
2: That's right. Maybe they are a part of the labor dispute, which I believe is rebuilding Maz's castle. That's yeah. That's my headcanon. I we'll like see. that. How do you feel about qui Do you like qui I do
3: like qui Gold a lot. I had to kind of, um, you know, like... I learned Sedanathano for... He was one of the first character names, uh, I think. Hapabor and Sedanathano <laughs> were the, like, what's out yeah. there in the Star Wars Galaxy and Force Awakens. took me a while. I had to write it down in studying for a couple of, uh, you know, the Schmodown's past. Yeah. I had to, like, I had to make sure I knew this guy's name because it just felt like something would be asked. To date... Never asked.
2: Not about Qui-Gold. Not about was Qui-Gold. Ri- yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was a fun moment for me. Uh, if people haven't had a chance to to watch it yet, uh, no spoilers, but the uh, schmodown I did recently with Alex Damon, <laughs> all right, I don't know if they edited it out, but uh, where the question was, the Crimson Corsa, wow, wow. I, like I, I just know the answer. Sidonathan. <laughs> Sidonathan. <laughs> <Sidon-a-thaw. laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, it
3: was great. I was proud uh, for I had written that question. <laughs> I
2: thought uh, that made sense.
3: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I, uh, positive feelings about both these characters.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're great as a duo. So, let's make them fight. Remember when I said cruel 57 times at the top of this? It's time to get cruel.
4: <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
2: Let's fight. So, as always, we like to have these fights happen when both these characters are alive. To our knowledge, they have been around for a while, and they're still around. Mm. Uh, I think they probably escaped handily. Yeah. Uh, they were all loaded up in their ship and ready to go uh, when the First Order was coming, so.
3: Oh, yeah. I, in my head headcanon, they were like, we are
2: out of here. Bye. We're not waiting for the new recruit. <laughs> yeah. Nope.
3: No. Um... I think, could, could this at least start on their ship? You should the so yeah. ship have na- what the is a name? The Mison ship? Martinet. The Mison Martinet. Um, wow, that's a name. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like the idea of it starting on there, but maybe it goes other places. Okay. But I
2: don't know. I'm in yeah. it. We're going to have to make some assumptions about their characters. We know a little bit. Uh, maybe there is more in that short story. Again, uh, we haven't read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we can infer a lot of things about their characters. Right. So... Let's say they're on their ship. Do you want this to be before or after the events of The Force Awakens?
3: I say let's really just double down on that headcanon and say it's it's after.
2: Mm. Yeah, I like this a lot because they are uh, pirates. They are Mm -hmm. adventurers. And suddenly the galaxy is thrown into chaos. Chaos. Very, very, very bad if you're a a politician or you're living a very uh, stable, controlled life. If you're a pirate... Mm, chaos is a holiday right you want chaos is an opportunity a ladder you a might ladder. even say mm. uh so i think that maybe sadanathano is like yeah, yeah we're gonna have so many adventures he says in his head to himself <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't talk much <laughs> yeah. um so i think maybe they are uh going on a specific adventure okay. I think Sedanathano is probably honorable, but maybe whatever they're going after, maybe Quaigald is Qui isn't sure about.
3: Oh, I like that. I like that. Maybe it's the first time he feels there's a, a, a crack in the moral armor of Sedanathano. Yeah. We we were always good pirates. Now you're you're taking the name to the classic meaning. You
2: know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh yeah, you know, in fact, uh I let let's uh, we could even say that maybe Sedanathano Wants to take the Misan Martinet into the floating debris of the entire Hosnian Prime system and raid bits and pieces of the exploded Hosnian Prime for uh, valuable minerals that have been exposed thanks to the explosion. I mean, I... I actually really like that it's just an episode <laughs> idea in <and> a show. <laughs> if you don't
3: mind writing that, maybe. Pitch, I'll, I'll get on Pitching it. that to Lucasfilm. <laughs> uh, that's really interesting. I love that idea. It's, a. It's a look, uh, Qui-Gold, Sedan says, or maybe he writes down. He talks. He just doesn't talk much, right? Yeah, he keeps it real short. So maybe he says, this is a moment of opportunity.
2: Yeah. He puts in the plot. Yeah. Uh, in the and the he's on are the coordinates in Qui-Gold's. Yeah. Like oh no, I can't remember exactly how Quackle talks, but he looks like he talks like that. Yeah, I kind of like like a big friendly, very labyrinth. Yeah, you went <laughs> labyrinth to me like well, oh no. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, that might that might be dangerous. Of course, we don't know what all is out there. If there's a other pirate, if the First Order is still around, or who knows what if there's maybe there's a creature living inside the planet core that's got exposed. And and Zodanathan was like. Danger, yes. Mm-hmm. Forces quite to get closer to the point. Of like, yeah, maybe even if it's dangerous, it's just, it's a place of tragedy. It, it's not right, Sidon. <laughs> it's too, too soon, if you're, I think. <laughs> and I, Too soon, Sidon, too
3: soon. I think Sidon Othano just turns his head, that uh, intimidating uh, mask on, and just looks at him, pauses for a silent moment, turns back, and sends the ship into hyperspace,
2: hurtling there, yeah. And Gold has a moment of conscience, and he can't can't take it. And he just reaches out and says, "Sedan, I've never said this before, but no." And he reaches out and he hits very dangerously uh, the button that will suddenly eject them from hyperspace. Very okay. dangerous in the middle of traveling, right?
3: Yeah, you don't want to do that.
2: Yeah. S- does he successfully hit it, or does uh, Sedan stop him?
3: I th- I think there's a struggle. Okay. A struggle ensues. Uh, and so, in my mind, maybe they don't quite get out at that moment. Yeah. And I think the journey's completed. I don't know how long a hyperspace travel would yeah. take here. I don't know. Uh, I've never been around this here for the science of Star Wars, just the adventure <laughs> of Star Wars. Uh,
2: so, Sedan catches his he hand catches and, and wrestles it away, and they continue uh, zooming, geez. zooming. Yeah.
3: And then the ship comes out of hyperspace at its predetermined time, and they are at the ruins of Hosnian Prime. Yeah. uh, But they're still now struggling. Now, Sidonathan is like, this is, you know, uh, um, treachery, mutiny.
2: (laughs) Mutiny. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Yeah. So I think he yells uh, mutiny, and he gets the uh, upper hand, Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't mean that as a pun, Uh, he's stronger, (laughs) and he he manages to flip Quiggold's hand away. Quiggold spins and slams into the the wall of the Misan Martinet, just as Sedano Athano turns his attention back and uh, a big asteroid, a big broken piece of Hosnian Prime is uh, flying at him, so he zips around. He's uh, darting around, trying to find a, a chunk that's big enough to land on. Uh, but mm-hmm. qui I think, has made his choice, right?
3: <laughs> yes. And um, I think the fact that Sedan's looking for a chunk of Hosnian Prime <laughs> to
2: land on, it just, yeah, gol is like, we should not be here. No. Sacred
3: yeah. ground. Sacred ground.
2: Uh, and I think that qui uh basically tries to intervene again. He already mm-hmm. tried to jump them out of hyperspace. Now maybe he's going to try to jump them into hyperspace. Yeah. He wants command of this ship. So... He launches himself at Sedanathano. What does Quagol do? Um, he launches himself peg first. Oh, he's got it like a peg driver move
3: kind of? Uh, yeah, a little bit like a drop kick, I guess. But, you know, I'm not going it, to – it's not smooth. Okay. Quagol does not strike me as the smoothest <laughs> of athletes. Uh, he's more, a talker. More of a talker, more of a maybe offensive lineman. So uh, I think he um, does manage to drive that uh, peg leg – at Sedan's, uh, what ends up being like his ankles?
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. his ankles. He yeah. doesn't get a lot of air. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of air. So mm. he he gets a little bit of Sedan's angle, yeah. but th- that's well, he's got that all all armored up. So there's right. a little ting, and Sedan is like, "Fool, let mm. me do my work." And Quagol is like, "I'm not the fool." And suddenly, Sedan realizes just a second too late that the peg leg is wrapped up in that woolen cape. Yeah. And Quigold gives a yank. <sighs> it chokes Sidon and he goes wham down to the floor.
3: I love that idea. Now it's like if you ever like get a pant leg on you and you can't get it <laughs> off like jeans jean pant leg. Um and so Sadon's on the ground and Quigold I still think at this point his goal is to stop him more than defeat him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's got a, a, an agenda. So I think he just sits on him. Yeah, he sits on him mm-hmm. and uh he starts going through his prayer beads. I uh, thinking I you know, I hope I hope I hope that he uh will come that the blood buccaneer <laughs> don't know who will he's come to his senses.
3: Praying to, but he's uh he's he's definitely grabbing those beads and just like, Hey,
2: yeah, know, Come yeah. on, Lord.
3: Fine, save the soul.
2: Yeah, and he, uh, and I, I think uh I, I think he kind of shifts over so he's sitting on Sedan's face. Mm -hmm. Uh, hoping to knock him unconscious. Not kill him, Mm -hmm. but to Mm -hmm. knock him unconscious so then Qui-Gold can get the ship out of there in peace. So he's sitting on the face of the Red Raider (laughs) (laughs) trying to knock him out. But it's not that easy to knock out Sedan Athano. He's got that blaster. He does. With the ivory Mm -hmm. hilt. Uh, And I think he whips that out, and I think he does a cool flip. Mm-hmm. So he's holding it by the barrel, yep. and I think he cracks that oh, yeah. space ivory into Qui-Gold's uh, large head.
3: It's, it's wide Earp style and Tombstone. Just pistol whips him
2: upside yeah. the head. And I think Qui-Gold uh, falls over. He rolls off. Yeah.
3: Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, Sedan Athano stands up, and he's like, he's like, Qui-Gold, you have been my loyal partner mm-hmm. for many years, but this is mutiny. And there is a price. And he hits a button, mm-hmm. and a part of the ship opens up. There's still an energy shield. Okay. So, but it does open up to outside, open up to space, and ejecting out from it mm-hmm. is a literal plank on the <laughs> Nissan Martinet. <laughs> and, is it uh,
3: inside the force field? So, the, so they can breathe or how how you imagine Uh, yeah I think
2: it's within I think there's a little force uh, field bubble extending uh, over it because they don't want to be sucked out into space Uh, we are saying
3: in this the the force field holds in uh, the oxygen needed for both these creatures yes
2: yes Uh, but an organic being can pass through it yes Right, To no, will not be held by it. Uh, this particular force field. Mm-hmm. That's the way mm-hmm. this one's going to work in our imagination. <laughs> so I think uh, the Crimson Corsair mm-hmm. grabs uh, Quagold by that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, um, sack he wears. Yes, I was trying to think of a nice word for it. Nah, it's a it's a brown sack. It's a sack. It's a brown shirt. Yeah, he, he's wearing a very large sock on his whole torso. The Jedi would be proud. <laughs> the yeah. Jedi would be proud, and I think Crimson Corsair hauls him up. And Saddam mm-hmm. Athano is getting him to right to the uh, the top of the plank. Uh in mm-hmm. what what happens next? What does QuiGold do? I think uh qui
3: I think he I think he turns away from violence for a second. This oh, is bank Brawl. We like to continue the fight, and the fight will continue. But I think he says, Mercy. <laughs> I I call on you for mercy as a as my travel, mate, through this galaxy for so long. And Thano does stop. I don't know if he's going to give him mercy. I don't know if he
2: wants to give him
3: mercy. I don't know. I think he is tortured. I think he's tortured. I think I, he has... He pauses. Yeah. Emotionally.
2: Yeah, and I think his his cliche uh, mask yeah. faces down for a second, and qui can hear the heavy breath breathed inside that cliche mask. Uh, mercy... Mercy. He's he's saying the word mercy again and again. He's a man of very few words, right. uh, but he's going to say this one word a bunch mm-hmm. as he wrestles with whether or not it's like mercy, duty, the honor, pirate rewards. He's just he's going through his <laughs> his whole ethos in his head. Yeah, and gold realizes that uh, this is an opportunity. Yeah, uh, this is a thing that people don't know about Qui-Gold. He's double jointed, mm-hmm. so. In this moment, he puts his hands way up uh, above his head, so his whole body is like one long thing. Right. And he whoop, slips out of his brown robe. Okay. So now Sedanathano is suddenly (laughs) just holding a robe, and a topless (laughs) Squigald is loose in the ship. Stumbles back in, loose, uh, flip-flopping around. He's got some
3: space underpants on, but... uh, it's not a pretty sight, and he, is, uh, he now knows a little bit of uh, this has to end uh, maybe differently than he had hoped. Yeah. 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 So um, Donathano
2: still holding the robe, just kind of confused? or uh, he, oh, he, I think he's pretty fast on his feet, so he sees gotcha. what happens, and he, he knows quite gold is double jointed. Yeah. Uh, so I think what he does is he has a little uh, a vibro knife, a little vibro throwing knife. Okay. And this has made him mad now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was thinking of giving mercy, but he doesn't like it that qui was manipulating him. Right. So I think he says, mercy, and he throws this uh, little vibro knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, but qui manages to dodge out of the way, uh, and it hits the control, ironically, for the force field.
3: Yes. Sparks on the dashboard. There. Yeah.
2: So the force field's now winking in and out. So yeah. it goes out, and Sedan is flying onto the plank. He grabs onto the plank. qui is also sucked forward. Right. He's in the doorway. doorway. So Sedan was <laughs> on the plank, and qui yep. topless, holding on to mm-hmm. the edges of the door, Uh, so the force field keeps winking up and then it comes back on and it's yeah Yeah. it's oh (laughs) it's they wanted adventure the the ship's gasping damn do
3: they
1: have adventure
2: uh, now
3: so Sedan's on the on the plank he's He's on on the the plank legs kind of flying out oh yeah
2: yeah, and Quagles has been sucked into the doorway. Yeah, I think this might be a good place to pause our combat mm. and decide who we want to win, who should win uh, physically, who should win morally, all that kind of great stuff.
3: I, I, it's so funny. It's it's kind of a push on a lot of fronts. I have to admit that I. am I'm secretly rooting for them to make up. <laughs> I don't know if that's sometimes not what we do here in Data Bank Brawl. Sometimes the ending is, is different and unplanned from anything. I mean, It's always unplanned, but unplanned from the norm. Um, different outside the normal uh, story we tell. Um, physically, I think Sedan Othana would win, but he's yeah. in that spot. Morally quite all, all yeah. the way. No question. Yeah. I'm <laughs> disappointed in Sedan's actions. Yeah,
2: and nothing in our story has changed. Sometimes we make discoveries Mm-hmm. as we go into the characters' minds. But nothing has changed for me that Sedan is a clear victor physically, mm-hmm. and Qui-Gold is a clear victor morally. Right. So let's tell that story. That Sedan may win the combat, mm-hmm. but he is uh, going to feel the full brunt of his poor choices. Okay. Uh, and I don't feel, just for clarity, I don't feel Qui-Gold needs to die. I like that. So we could I like we could that. head towards if not a happy ending,
3: a, yeah. an ambivalent one. Ambivalent one. I like this. I I think Sedan, because he, he's got a, as the force field is slipping in and out, right? Yeah. I think he's got a second here, a second there, a second here, yeah. where every time it flips back on, he kind of crawls forward on the plank. Yeah. And then, uh, 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 and then moves forward, uh, 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 and then moves forward. And I think he's getting closer to the door, but Quaggle's standing in the doorway. Yeah and might have the power in this scenario of whether or not you're getting back in here, Sidon.
2: Yeah, and I think that Quiggold uses this power mm-hmm. to make his moral argument. And he's like, Sidon, I don't want you to die. I don't want to die. I want to go fix this force field. But, and this is the biggest stand I've ever made in my life, in mm-hmm. my whole life as a Gabberdon first mate. <laughs> you have to give up this Quest, or I'll let us both get sucked into space. And oh man, Sedan yeah. is is wrestling with that. Yeah, I think for Sedan, he wants to just accept that, mm-hmm. but that can't just be the story. Can't be. He can't be that. No. His first mate told him what kind of adventure he can have, then kicked his ass. <laughs> that can't be the story of Sedan Athano. Cannot be. So Sedan, I think, decides in his own head. He even says it to himself, but in his head.
3: Mm -hmm. All
2: right. I'm going to compromise, but I'm not going to say it that way. I'm going to... Can't admit that. I'm going to get back on that ship Mm. by kicking Quaggold's ass. Mm. And then I'll let us leave. Mm. So I think Zidane makes that choice. Inches closer, closer. Yeah, that he has to prove to himself that he can physically get back on the ship himself. Okay. So how do you think he tries to get past Qui-Gold or physically defeat Qui-Gold?
3: I think what he does is he gets to the end of the plank, which would be at the ship, uh, you know, at the beginning of the plank there, uh, I should say. Um, and Quigold gold is like, oh, I'm not I'm not moving. Oh, I'm not <laughs> moving.
2: And he starts, not his uh, peg leg, but his other foot, is his, his yeah. normal foot, he, he starts lifting Gee, where's it. Where's a sandal I saw in the it picture, does have so a that, s- is, that makes it even more fun. He's raising his sandal raising foot.
3: Raising his sandal foot. The sandal stayed on the entire fight. And he is going to, like, basically kick Sidon in the face. Oh. Um, and I think Sidon looks up at him, and there's this moment. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> and Sidon says, not on my watch. And with all of his strength, leaps up pulls himself Ooh, nice. up. He did his pull-ups growing up as a kid, and with that helmet, that helmet clips the peg leg, oh, tripping Quaggold uh, making him and Sedan kind of crumple, fall to the floor of the ship.
2: Nice, nice. They both crumple, fall to the floor, mm-hmm. uh, and it, Sedan is they're they're mostly back on the ship, the, the but it's still ch- ch- flickering in and out. Yeah, uh, and Quaggold, to Sedan's surprise suddenly has his surprisingly strong uh, hands mm-hmm. around Sedan's throat. Yeah. And he's choking him and saying, mm-hmm. come on, just give up, give up. Don't do this. Give up. And uh, in fact, Quegold says, just, just uh, I know the, the real man under the mask, the real, <laughs> <the> real Delphidian. <laughs> I know who you are, uh, that you are a good person. Just admit it. And Sedan... Reaches up, mm-hmm. and there's a, pfft, pfft, pfft. He, start, he begins to take his mask off. Yeah. And just as qui releases his throat and, and thinks, oh, he's learned his lesson. He does. Sidonathano so does this amazing move. Right. He's right. a true pirate. Before QuiGold can literally see his face, which he hasn't actually done. He was speaking metaphorically. Mm-hmm. He hasn't seen his face. In the same exact moment, uh, Sedanathano punches qui Gold hard across the face hard, hard. and throws his helmet so that a pointy part hits the button yeah. to fix the force field. So from qui Gold's perspective, he sees a mask coming off, then psh, punch, and then it, he hears a helmet whistling through the air.
3: <laughs> Thunk.
2: And Shields uh, up. Shields up. Mm-hmm. And then I think an hour maybe later, okay. qui Gold wakes up. Mm-hmm. They are far away, flying through space. And Sedan just looks over at him and he's just like, we're never speaking of this again. <laughs> and then qui looks back
3: and is like, I think that's the best thing to do. <laughs>
2: And cut to credits. Exciting pirate space music. Uh, do you have any post-credits uh, scenes?
3: Uh, I think uh, I think they get a call one day. It's from uh, uh, Maz Kanata. <laughs> and they answer, and Quaggle says, oh, Hey, Maz, how you doing? And she says, I'm very good. I'd like to let you know I'm open for business <laughs> on a new planet. and sends the coordinates for a future adventure.
2: Oh, I can't wait for that adventure. Maybe we'll see it in episode nine. It was fun, very fun to finally fight with these uh, two awesome characters. It was brutal. Their relationship almost fell apart, but Mm -hmm. they held it together. Mm -hmm. If there are characters that you would like to see fight, let us know. Use the hashtag DataBankBrawl and send that to us on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. Ken, where can people find you?
3: You can find me at Ken or go to KenNapsack.com for more adventures.
2: Excellent. We always like to thank Tony Thaxon for our theme music. You can check out his Patreon at patreon.com slash cloudcitysoundtrack. You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash 4Center. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at Joseph Scrimshaw. And check out albums, podcasts, shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can like 4 Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as at 4 Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, "Well, no one was really listening to him, I care. That's it for Databank Brawl.
1: There.